everyone, this is DJ Tammy. Welcome to the Females in the Mix podcast series where I talk to women working in creative and music industry about their journey and everything they experience as females being a part of entertainment business. Alright, welcome everyone back. This is DJ Tammy and we have another episode of Females in the Mix podcast. And today my special guest is Crystal Fearon. Um, thank you for for coming, <laughs> for being on, on, on Virtual World with me here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so you're a manager of uh, New Styles. Can you tell yes. me a bit, like, can you introduce yourself? Can you tell me how did your journey in the music industry in general started? It started um, previously with a former friend of mine where we decided to get together and become like a team for her. Um, that relationship recently broke down and New Styles asked me, sometime last year if I could help to manage him and I said no because I was focusing my time on her and I do it um, but if anything it's not a no but a no for now so it was actually it was in March last month we I've reached out to him and I said are you still looking for management or any assistance in any type of way and he said yeah and we met up and that's how our relationship started and Recently, I've had another opportunity to work for a label that's based in Brixton, um, Rapture Records, as their A&R. So it's opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Did you study anything like music related in school or was it just like your your friend circle? No, I didn't study anything. I lo- I had the deepest, most profound passion for music, but I never thought I'd ever end up working in it. It just, I can't, I always say like I fell into it or it was, it was like, it was by accident. Um, it was just a collective agreement that we think our friend should have a team because we need to push her forward. We need to push her forward. Mm-hmm. And then when those ties were severed, I just thought my passion still for music and working in this is still, is still very much there. So yeah, I, I studied I'm not music management, business management and administration, but nothing music related. Okay. Did you ever do music like yourself or how did, like, when did you realize that's something you want to do in life? Oh, gosh. I'm smirking because um, in school, in primary school, we had a band uh, when I was younger and it was so cringy when I look back on it, but that is the closest thing I've ever been to music um is that and obviously my passion for music and being such a geek when especially when it comes to production credits writing credits i'm always there researching who wrote this who that but as far as like playing an instrument or anything no Mm -hmm. wow so what what type of music do you do you like (laughs) well it's eclectic i've i've got a jamaican background so i do love reggae i do love dancehall um i like synth pop I love house, funky house, R&B, you know, hip hop, garage. I've got, it's it's a widespread taste in music. So I listen to literally anything from flipping the Fugees to Foles. So, yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Um, so just to kind of start off, I always like to share like a little fact or something that happened recently. Just like highlight why it's still important to talk about this today. So I'm not sure if you heard the, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, there was a bit of like a social media 
buzz about women and women safety in women there was a couple of stats statistics that came out of like um so one of the things is that on march 17 well boris johnson and really just the government of uk announced that mm -hmm. from autumn they will be considering misogyny as a hate crime and uh, moving forward you know any stalking any like sexual assault messages anything that really leads to that will yeah. be considered a crime which is um i think great i don't know how m I yeah. actually like I, I wonder how many countries have something like that in in um because obviously we have some sort of aesthetics you know h and r in the workplaces and discrimination yeah. laws and all that but then just that gender related kind of crimes it's yeah. really interesting and, and i guess good to know i mean we still have some time to go till autumn <laughs> but um, yeah i think it's very progressive i think we're going in the right direction with that absolutely now that we're going to have a law that underpins that instead of us marching for it we have a law now that will underpin it so definitely progressive on going in the right direction yeah exactly and that's really important um so just to kind of if you could share a bit how i mean also how long like when did you start it being like around you know music studios talking to industry people like how long it's been and and what was the experience like overall was it great not so great <laughs> April 2019 was when I started so yeah two, yeah it's been two years now gone quickly um that's when it's where it started when it started and um I started um talking with people in the industry and as it's male dominated really know how that goes sometimes I do I haven't had any terrible experiences but it's just the typical experience experiences experiences that are normalized that you know the cat calling or you know a man not taking your role seriously because you are a woman or assuming that your role is something that is beneath my role, which is, you know, a manager, they'll think, oh, she's an assistant or she should be an assistant mm. or, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's you. That's my experience. But overall it's been positive. Um, I use it as learning blocks, to be honest. Um, I do want to change the narrative and, you know, I join webinars that are headed by women in the industry and, we kind of stick together and get nuggets off of each other to kind of like form like a support group and share our experiences because the, what has happened to me like I have friends that have gone through worse when it comes to people working in the industry with certain mm -hmm. men and women. Ever, yeah, exactly. Do you think it ever puts people off from like because I think you know, creative industry sometimes, especially people that are trying to make their full-time job, but usually they're so passionate about it. And then do you think it ever puts someone off from, like, experiencing certain, like, you know, hate comments, not, I mean, just, like, stereotypes and all these other little bits of, of assault and harassment and irony and, and all that? Yes, because you're under the spotlight. So every part of you is picked apart, how you, how you look, um something you could have said in the past and you're just picked apart by it and people's magnifying glasses are on you so it it is a situation where it can deter people from continuing their their music career or even just entering into the industry because you have to have like such a strong armor because it's um yeah it can really bring down your self-esteem if you're not that way inclined like in terms of strength and things of that nature mm -hmm. so you mentioned you you managed a female artist and now you're imagining a male right artist mm -hmm. right? yeah and uh, 
how how do you like what do you know <laughs> not even know how to formulate this question but like how was but how do you feel being yeah. like that you had both roles like can you can females um manage men i liked managing female because i am one too so we kind of like we've got that familiarity however managing a man it was like okay this is going to be a challenge but i'm up for it but the only i would only say the only pro to it is that when it comes to like shoots and stuff they haven't got to get makeup hair <laughs> like they're, they're pretty simple when it comes yeah. to those kind of things so that's the only difference but no I, i've i've enjoyed both more for the fact of the familiarity and a male because of the challenge that it presented to me and could you share a bit more in general, like what is your way of working as a manager? How did you learn, especially if there was no like particular, I don't know, not, not I mean, I guess vast majority of people working in the music industry, there's no degrees on it to put on. But just how did you like start? How did you like, how did you find what works best for you? And um, I think I incorporated um, a lot of my communication styles that I have in my friendship group and brought it to management. Mm -hmm. um, I like to see myself as progressive in terms of like learning new things and, you know, just ha being an active listener. So I would say I'm a democratic leader. So I'll listen to your opinions and your thoughts and we'll make a decision. But I always say the decision ends with my artist. It's never, I'm not going to be standing over you saying you do this, you do that. We speak when if it's resolving conflict or if it's just discussing a new visio music video concept. We literally iron everything out, speak extensively through things. I listen, you listen, and it's just like a nice synergy that we got going on. So I'm very much not laid back, but because when it comes to like you know you've got to be on time, you do da, da, da. I'm there. But when it comes to like the decision making process, when it um, to, when it comes to certain things it's i usually just try to listen and even if i don't agree with it i just think you know what i could be wrong so take the lead but i'm always there as your support mm -hmm. so effective communication democratic leadership that's really my leadership style i'd say and um just what would you think is like what are the key traits for manager to have you just mentioned like leadership and and support like what would you say is like the most important for music managers to have as a character traits or just skill set um well i i think of like an artist manager as an octopus or someone that wears many hats so i feel like you have to be compassionate first and foremost as much as they are a business entity, they are human beings first. So compassion, um, effective communication, active listening. I just feel like, oh gosh, because I feel like you're a counsellor, you're the booking agent, you're the person who runs out to get props. So I would have to say being proactive as well, that's definitely something and being effective time management because you're representing them and you don't want to give them a bad name and vice versa. So, so many skills there that I can think of, but first and foremost, I would say compassion. Could you share any like tricks that worked best for you? Like something you've did, maybe like, I don't know, marketing wise or any like tips for artists or managers that might be listening? Like, have you found like a way of working or any any 
gems in general in your experience? My strong point was networking. So mm -hmm. I know it's been hard, hard, harder because outside hasn't been open and events, and that was where I would flourish and meeting new and people and making new connections. So I would say be building up on networking, and I feel like it's one of the hardest things to do because you're literally putting yourself out there and you're just going up to somebody and saying, hey, and you know you could be rejected and they may not receive you. So I'd say um, networking. I was networking on Clubhouse during the pandemic, but my thing was looking at events and seeing those events out there where people from the industry may be, that you can go up to them and not bombard them, but spark up a conversation, exchange de um, details and build a relationship. Um, so just have, coming back to like the maybe managing, well, both artists, female and men, but you said, I mean, obviously manager does a lot of things, but how do you think, what is more important? Now, how involved are you in, in their music creation and comparing to like branding and image and, and all the other stuff? Like, What do you think is more important now? It's a whole package. Obviously, the image, your image is first and foremost. Um, new styles, my artist, his aesthetic is purple. So he said, I said, yeah, that will... I love the look, I love the aesthetic, so we make vision boards and things of that nature when it comes to his style. Um, as far as music, I point him in, into the direction of the producers that I've built relationships with. He goes and works with them, and usually I go to him with like the first meetup and see if he how he flows with them, if they vibe together, and if they if they hit it off, then they start making music that way. And I don't usually say, I will suggest things, like I think, this could go here and et cetera, et cetera. But I let him, I leave him to do what he needs to do when it comes to music because as far as that is concerned, he's the artist and it's something that's organic that I can't then try and intercede and interrupt that. I've got to just let it flow and, you know, as a result, beautiful music comes from that. And uh, are you guys from the from the same city or you see you mentioned you had like a personal relationship prior to it so you're friends it's not like someone you found in a, in a, in a social media yeah mm -hmm. we went to school together to secondary school mm -hmm. um he was two years younger than me but um even though we did not hang around in the playground we had a school bus so that was where we used to like hang out mm -hmm. and just cause trouble on the bus when we were younger and then years later, I saw that he was doing music. I supported it. And then here we are. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're from the same city. We're both from London, Southeast London, to be exact. Mm -hmm. And you said that that's the artist that approached you. So like they've seen your previous, that you were managing the, the artist yeah. previously. And... Yeah. Yeah. He reached out to me. And at the time, I was just like, I don't want to juggle too much because I wanted to just focus on that person. And then when I start to hone and develop my skill set, then I can have like a roster of artists of maybe two or three. But um, mm -hmm. it was the time this year, March. So I just thought, let me see what he's doing and see if he still needs some help or assistance. Mm -hmm. And that's your, is it, I mean, you mentioned that you have like nine to five job. Is that music yeah. related or do you do this like on a side managing? No, I work in mental health um, for the NHS. Um, for young children and adolescents so that's my nine to five outside of this so i've been working for the nhs since 2017 so yeah i just started a new role now so that's what i'm doing 
outside of music. But I do. I would love if music was like my full time career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I think like mental health was one of the things that we we don't talk too much about in like artistic, <laughs> creative mm. industries. And then I think that com- that also conversation is just kind of starting to to boom in the past, especially mm-hmm. the past year. A lot of people start talking about mental health. With, but yeah, all these artists as well. Do you like? Do you use your knowledge in that with like in, in with music people and like do people come to you? <laughs> Yeah, I've been told in the past that I'm I'm quite approachable when it comes to people opening up, and sometimes people are like, "Oh my gosh, I just told you like a lot of my life story and things I've never shared with anybody else." Mm-hmm. And because I've experienced it myself, um, I definitely can empathize and I understand, and I don't see the artist as this this machine. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you need to rest and you need to take time out, I understand. If you've got stuff going on in the family, yeah, I understand that. I'm I understand so yeah I would say that I'm very understanding when it comes to mental health especially when it comes to artists because I understand how it can be and the pressures of it all and you know you sometimes the pressure of thinking am I doing enough or you know I I get it I get it Mm -hmm. but I do have a a great understanding of it but I think the pandemic has forced us to confront it to be honest and you mentioned like a uh, kind of mental health of artists. What about yourself or like managers? Do you think that like managers or the leaders also sometimes need to either take a time off or like step back for a bit and then? Yeah, yeah, they do. That happened to me last year. I had a situation at work involving sexual assault and it was under investigation and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had to take time off of work for three months. My GP signed me off. And during that time, I wasn't active. And I told my artist then, I said, like, like, this is what's going on and whatever. But in the meantime, I was, you know, reading up and watching YouTube videos just to keep, just to exercise my brain and keep it stimulated. But I needed that time off because that investigation at work just really, really, it just deflated me. So, yeah, sometimes... You do, the managers do, because they're the ones that's leading this and in the forefront and anything that happens to the artist comes on them as well and affects them. So, absolutely. Um, so, a bit of, like, maybe, you know, maybe a personal question, but you just mentioned, like, you know, at work and sexual assault. So, that's statistics that we've seen a couple of years ago. And maybe you have mm-hmm. some, like, insights from, from people, I don't know, in, in the, the hospital. So, do you think it, it's true? Like, you know, numbers are 97 percent of i think it's age from 18 to 24 women like have experienced sexual harassment and uh, yeah that stat doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me that stat at all Mm -hmm. because i feel like some people just have um this sense of entitlement and if that means or even sometimes insecurity that they feel to overpower people because of the way they view themselves but that stat doesn't surprise me at all when it came out, I literally just was like, oh, okay. thought it would have been higher. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. I think, uh, I think I mentioned in like, previous podcasts as well, but those quotes that like every female knows like a friend or, or has experienced something like terrible herself or like, has a friend that's been raped, but then no man knows a rapist. <laughs> like Men don't know mm. any of their friends that catcalling women, but then women 
been like all you know has a friends or like all of their friends almost that or even on a daily basis <laughs> sometimes it's convenient because we've well i've i've been there and when you're just walking on the street a guy's calling out to you which you know i don't mind but because that could be a start of a great love story you know i met them <laughs> while i was walking on the pavement or whatever but it's mm. the handling of rejection i feel like when they continue to you know so what you're not going to give me an arm again it's just like yeah even that that's that's included into the stats and all of us women have experienced that all of us yeah yeah it was funny um i mean after a few weeks when i was so invested so angry was looking under all these like self-defense classes well like what is legal what like self-defense kind of items could i carry with me which i find out that pretty much none <laughs> like it yeah <laughs> i saw yeah on amazon i was looking for tasers and i couldn't i was just thinking why do i see these american girls they have it with them but I'm thinking it, it must be legal over there, but I couldn't really find anything on Amazon when I was looking because, like yourself, yeah. I was searching for them as well. Yeah, paper, I think pepper spray and, and tasers and nothing like that is, is legal in UK, which is interesting. I think only the personal alarms, I've, I've got it. But even with your phones, I think iPhones for sure. I'm not sure if mm. Samsung's or, or others does it as well, where you like press the button many, many times and there's an alarm coming up. But then also Oh, yeah. But then again, like, if we don't know, um, one of the quotes or, or, like, things that people were talking during the, that time were when it was, like, you know, I don't know if, if calling it a trend <laughs> is, is mm. fair, but um, that uh, people suggest women to call fire instead of help because, you know, like, you know, instead of, like, fire instead of rape or something like that because everyone's wow. going to come to watch a fire but no one, you know, no one's going to go help someone that's being raped. So it's a bit of... That's so I don't know how those well, alarms. But I mean, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> what can we do? It is what it is, I guess. I don't, yeah. yeah. But um, so coming back a bit to like uh, music and artists, not to get to the dark stories. Yeah. Um, what do you think like makes a good artist today? Like, what is the important for for manager? Let's say if, if someone wants to manage an artist. And what is like the good artist to start working with? Do they have to be young? Do you have to be from the same place? There's certain um, work ethic. I would say they have to be coachable, always willing to learn, always willing to develop, always willing to try new things. That's that's something that I'm I've learned. Always just coachable in studio sessions. If an engineer or a producer is saying, I think we should add this, I think we should add that, or a stylist says, I think we could we could go here with, when it comes to fashion. Be open. You may not like it, but just be open. Be coachable. Be willing to learn. That's my advice for for artists. Mm -hmm. And um, could you share maybe like the best experience or like the highlight of your either of your artist uh, period? Any like while you were managing them or yourself as a manager, maybe you got some like great feedback or like any other personal mm -hmm. benefits out of like networking with. Like, what was the highlight of your experience? Hmm, oh gosh, I've never really thought of that. Um, oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, take your time. I, I, um, yeah, is there I, nothing that, like, well, yeah, I guess, is either a lot or, or to, to pick from? I would say 
one of my favorite like my proudest moments was um one of the things I spoke about before was building a brand and, and building relationships with brands. So I would say like the collaboration with um Rain Nephew New UK with my previous artist was one of my proudest moments. Um because that's something that I, I networked with somebody and they sorted that out. And because my previous artist was a big fan of that brand, it was just nice to see that connection come to fruition because that's something that we put out there from the beginning and said one day we're going to do this one day we're going to do that and it happened very quickly so that's something that was a highlight of mine and hers time and it made me realize that my ability to network and that I shouldn't doubt myself and how I approach people and things of that nature mm -hmm. yeah that, that's really impressive and uh, do you have any like any biggest obstacle or like a down moment on on the same side Uh, before when I first started out one of my obstacles was rejection I just used to be like I never used to you know lash out or anything but when I never used to get responses or anything like that I just used to be thinking are they doing that and I'd be overthinking and whatever so I would say that but I've learned to just accept it I don't care anymore I just it's just like okay on to the next on to the next on to the next on to the next um, but one of the obstacles I would say is and I hate to say this, but it's just my truth, is sometimes approaching male, probably producers and things of that nature, sometimes they kind of want to ignore the fact that you are um, an artist manager and they just want to keep it kind of, you know, hey, I want to take you out, I want to this, or you look cute and whatever, which has made me think that probably I should have a, a separate page, so as to yeah. avoid those kind of things. So yeah, people not taking you seriously is an obstacle, I would say. And then before the rejection thing, but I'm kind of getting over that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's something common that, that I've, I've heard from female artists as well. Even myself, like I had to make like separate pages. Well, now, now I have a separate for the podcast as well, but I have separate of my personal, like that I, I mean, cause I dance as well. So I post my dance videos. Uh -huh. And yeah, and then I do actually dance dance well, so that's oh. interesting. Yeah, a bit of obsessed with that culture. And yeah, yes, yeah, so, and I have a separate one for DJing. And then sometimes, like, there's people that I meet either in studios that I had to block from my personal page because. I mean, you know, all pages are public when you're creative. You're kind of like, that's a part yes, of my work. Yes. So I post everything and anything. And then I kind of have to source the people out that are a bit of like, just want to have a friendly conversation or about my yeah. personal life. And from that music business, because it is the work in the end of the day. It is what I want to do full time, you know, my life moving forward. And mm. yeah, I can really relate to that people not taking you seriously or talking for you almost pretending that they care about your music or or your networking mm. bit when they really don't <laughs> exactly yeah. and this is not all men by the way i don't want to put i want to put that out there it's not all of them yeah, no, of course. just just yeah. here and there here and just there enough. <laughs> yeah just enough to talk about it. yeah yeah no exactly and also um Just like, I don't know if maybe you could uh, talk about more like music genres. Is it more common for like um, maybe females not being taken seriously or in general? Like what would you think about like hip hop and dancehall communities? And uh, is it like are women respected there? We know like for history, especially like kind of street music, it's not been really respectful towards women lyrics wise and, and in music video wise and all that. 
What are your thoughts on that working with that type of? Yeah, because male, well, men, they monopolize the music industry. It's, it's so easy to have a hundred rappers, little this, little that, and a hundred reggae and dancehall um, artists, but to be a female, a, a, a woman rapper or whatever you've got to be, it's just you, just the one, just the two, just the three. And it's just, uh, I don't even know where to start. But, um, so repeat the last bit of the question, sorry. Um, I'm thinking of if, if it was even a question. Yeah, it's just like, I thought maybe like your artist, I think I saw like he's making some sort of, I mean, it's urban music in the end of the day, you know, like, and, uh, yeah, it was just like, how do you feel women are like being uh, looked at or like, um, if there's any stereotypes that you've been seeing around women, especially, I mean, music industry in general, but especially the genres that are... They have to work ten times harder, I believe, Mm -hmm. to be taken seriously, because I can think of a few artists in my head that I just think, how the hell did you get into a studio? Um, But we've got raw talent, women who can rap their asses off, sing their asses off, but they have to just work ten times harder in order to, to achieve it. That's very interesting thought. Also, you mentioned like a couple of known rappers, um, well, female rappers. Do you think all female artists have to go with that, like with their looks? Um, kind of if that really helps, because I'm thinking, I've, I don't know if we, I mean, I'm thinking of like Megan Stallion, Cardi B, and and uh, even Nicki Minaj, like the main couple of, of hip hop women that blew up. And they yeah. all have some sort of very very strong sexual visuals going for them or at least had at the beginning of their career maybe now some of them are it's sad to say but yes no yeah, yeah some of them like had families and all that so maybe it's not as strong but i'm thinking that is it more important for women to kind of push or it helps in a way like comparing to men like let's say you because you manage a female and a guy artist do you think their looks is as important and especially more of going that like sexual way that like you have to look like people will have to want to like want you and and uh, you, know, you have to be attractive mm. and, and all that it seems that way however i feel like if you're distinguished if you have a distinguished style then i feel like you're okay but i feel like a lot of women do feel that they need to go down that route because you know the same sex cells and things of that nature so I mean, to have a girl go on the stage in, I don't know, a turtleneck jumper and jeans, I cannot see in this lifetime like that working for the urban genre, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I do believe that even if you don't have, you know, your legs out, your breasts out or anything like that, you have to have a distinguished style and that's what stamp your market like. There's a rapper called Ling Hustle. She doesn't always show a lot of skin but her style is very distinguished, so she does stick out. So I just feel like working on your image, working on your your personal style and getting even a stylist to help and consult with them about that, I feel like you wouldn't have to go down the sexual route, but it is what is the norm. Mm-hmm. And for guys, does it help to kind of push their image as being like, the playboy or someone that like all the girls want and, and... yeah and... because i feel like the world we, we do love toxicity <laughs> uh 
um, the futures, the Drakes of this world, they're, they're winning. Um, although that is not something that I believe in, um, you know, pushing toxic narrative, but it's just, it is what it is. But um, I wouldn't encourage my artist to do that. But I ask, I would encourage that he speaks on his experiences. So if he does have some toxic experiences, put it in the music and whatever, but mm-hmm. just be authentic. Yeah, that's really interesting your mention. Yeah, that that's really true that like we do love drama. Like, you know, even mentioning like rape and fire, like people just want that a bit of spice and, and, and drama and, and toxicity, I guess, in a way. And Yeah. I mean, mental health, like being healthy and, and positive and, you know, having balanced lifestyle is not really interesting anymore. Like you have to be workaholic or, or have something crazy out there to... Or taking drugs, yeah. Yeah, so do you think that, like, you said it's kind of obviously the the whole uh, the whole package of artists, but mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure how to formulate this, but do you think, like, having good music these days is, is enough for artists? Like, someone that's just no. making amazing music, or do you have to know how to use social media? Do you have to have, like, publicists and stylists and... I think you just have to have a great team behind you. I don't think making good music is enough because there's a lot of talent that has gone to waste or is going to waste due to the fact that nobody's interested in just raw talent anymore. I don't really see many Lauren Hills around and things of that nature. So you have to have the full package. So a great team behind you, people who want to strategize and just be on that journey of, of evolution and like development with you so although talent is great and that's that's the that's the foundation is the talent there's all these other factors that contribute to it that makes it the whole package mm-hmm. the way you carry yourself the way you articulate yourself your image your style your demeanor your professionalism are you on time even down to that like things of that nature do you have any thoughts of like why did it change? Why don't we have any more Lauren Hills? Twenty twenty one. I have. I I can't even. It's like I can't even answer that. I don't know why because I answer myself that question all the time. But the thing is, you've got to filter f- through these playlists and stuff. You'll find the artists that you know um, that cater to your taste. If you are into like a Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. However, I feel like because a lot with a lot of these artists, they come with a lot of drama, which is, you know, something that's not their fault or they're controversial. It that's what we're more inclined to. And even I'm guilty of it sometimes. I go on the gossip pages and I'm scrolling through and I'm I'm cackling to myself and whatever. So yeah, I, that's that's what I think anyway. Mm-hmm. And just coming back to a bit like your networking and mention when you when you approach people and like kind of having that rejection and things have you like how often do you maybe reject certain offers like offers for maybe yourself or your artist because the p- people are not being like professional enough or not taking you seriously enough or just mm. you feel like it's not genuine mm, i've only had to do that a couple of times a handful of times Remember, um, two artists from America approached me for management, and I, 
rejected them in a respectful way because I just I was I was flattered and overwhelmed but I just thought how would I manage somebody that all the way over there but it was just like okay they see what I'm doing and I'm flattered so I had to reject in that way and then one time when a deal was put on the table for a previous artist as a collective we rejected that because it just wasn't handled in the right way so only a handful of times I would say and uh, how do you how do you reject people or i mean not even not even the artists that approach you but when when you approach someone and then they're not being professional how do you react to it like how do you kind of i mean i think it's quite obvious to see when they're in like from their responses and their ma- manner of like communication but do you have any like tricks or like anything that worked best for you to say certain things for people to like kind of respect you and and I just act, even though I don't treat working as a, like an artist manager as a nine-to-five, I just go into nine-to-five mode. Crystal, write as if you are writing an email to your manager at work or your colleague at work, and I just handle it that way. Mm-hmm. That way, there's no audit trail of me acting out of character and being angry if it, if it is a thing that's done by email or DMs. I just nine-to-five professional work mode, apologies, but so-and-so-and-so, and explain myself that way. And good luck on your endeavours, mm-hmm. or oh, in the future, and yeah. Um, so just to, like, coming back to, like, kind of, I mean, artists approaching you, that where do, is there, like, where do they see your work? Is there, like, a particular page that you post everything, or do they just, like, they know one of your artists, and the artist told them that, that, that you manage them, or, or how do people find you? Well, I've just well, you can find me on Instagram at Crystal Clear London, but that's Crystal Clear LDN. Um, I did um, I deleted a lot of stuff off my page, and because I've only just started um, managing new styles as of last month, I've we set up our email account, and like I said, I'm gonna I'm considering, strongly considering having a separate page, but for now, it's Crystal Clear London, and that's. We have um, his new single special, a previous, sorry, single off of his last EP coming out. Everything, I'll post my story relating to any updates regarding him, but I'll I'll definitely create a new page. Mm-hmm. So I'll let everybody know on Crystal Clear London that mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. all music things will be, music related things will be moving to that page. And these artists that approach you, is that how they find, like, they find you on social media? Or is it someone that, like, recommended you? Or... I have had recommendation and I had, and, and through social media, like, for the new label that I'm going to be working for, that was a word of mouth recommendation. They were just like, Crystal's, um, you know, really professional. She'd be a good addition to your team. What about her? So it's a mixture of both, really, word of mouth, but mainly social media, I'd say. What will be your role in, in label? That sounds really exciting. Yeah, um, A and R and some management responsibilities also, but mostly mainly A and R, and that's for Rapture Records UK. Just a small label that's just starting up. It's based in Brixton, so mm-hmm. oh, something I'm looking cool. forward to. Yeah, that's really nice. Are you like Are you gonna manage with your work, like adding uh, adding up? <laughs> I I can handle it. I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be, um, obviously, I would love to transition to it being my full time as opposed to having a nine to five as well. But slowly but surely, that will be a reality. Mm-hmm. And just to, 
a bit of like a business side um do you have or have you had contracts with all people you worked with especially with your artists but also also any collaborations any partnerships how is the contracts and how does it feel like like telling people to sign a contract sending people contracts making contracts yourself and anything of that side yeah i believe in transparency in everything i do when i have when I'm talking with my friends, family, colleagues, transparency, everybody knows what, like, we're on the same page. Everybody knows what's expected of them. So, yeah, contracts, is a, it's a must. Even if it's my best friend, it's a must. So, yeah. Mm. Have you had a, any, like, ever people, like, being resented for, not necessarily contract, but, like, you being, like, a leader of them? Have you ever felt, like, especially from men that like if you want to manage them or or you're like above them have you ever felt some sort of resentment like a power struggle um so far no no not so far no because i i'm very i in the from the beginning our first meeting i just said this is how i am i'm very transparent anything you're going through whatever you don't have to tell me the details but i just want to know like what's going on so i know how to best address the situation and I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Um, so, yeah, everything's set out in the the beginning, but no egos so far. Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah, no, that that's great. Because, I mean, I think creative industries, especially music, is known for the, the amazing egos and kindness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. So, I mean, you mentioned that it's not a surprise to us that music industry is male dominated but do you have any thoughts of uh why or do you think there's more and more women coming and it's getting better or do you think women are not interested in certain roles or women not being accepted in certain roles of music um i think from my experience of speaking with other women in the industry um I feel like sometimes, sometimes they may feel intimidated because it is a male-dominated industry. But I feel slowly but surely we are being encouraged to step into this space, and this is a space that we should occupy. And there's something that I think women can bring to this music industry table that some men can't. And I've heard that with like the whole male versus female artist manager kind of thing. But no, I, and I feel like platforms. There's a platform I'm a part of called Women in Control which is um, headed by a Lethal Bees um, manager. And there's like a great network of women who are pushing forward and encouraging other women to come forward and enter this space and occupy it as well. But um, we're, we're slowly but surely changing the narrative. Slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. What a way to go. Exactly. That's really good to hear. Do you think that women have um, any traits as as like as being women you know like caring or any like nurturing that type of skills that might even help to be a manager or or like whatever yeah you think like yeah women are better at it in a way it could be better. yeah well that's i don't know i think we're beneficial and, and yeah I, f- I feel like we're, we are beneficial um and we do a lot of us not all but we tend to have like maternal instincts be more nurturing so i feel like like i said before i'm an empath i'm very understanding so i feel like yeah we do we do have that edge to us and whenever our artists are going through things because they are under a lot of pressure and 
you know, they do go through things in like with regard to mental health and things of that nature. So I feel like it's an advantage to have us because we know more than others how it is. And we're not going to be, you know, you've got to carry on, you've got to carry on. We'll just be like, okay, I see what you're going through. Let's take, let's take a step back and then we go again. But take some time out for yourself, care for yourself. Let's do whatever we need to do to resolve this issue and then we move forward. But yeah, I feel we've got a maternal edge that sometimes the men don't possess. And uh, do you have any as well like thoughts of defining the balance between like taking care of your mental health and having rest and also like having that work ethic? Because obviously I think some artists or maybe their managers is almost the more work you put, the the better results you might get. So like how to kind of find that balance of being a great manager, but also and, you know, and for artists to like keep the things moving, c- creating content like you know, posting whatever it is for social media. But mm. do you have any, any tips on, like, how to find that? What is enough? Like, how much work should you be putting every day, every week? Or, like, how many breaks can you allow yourself to have? Or anything like that, like, related to mental health and also the, the like, mm. fast pace of the industry that it's moving? Um, well, my artist, this li- he literally lives in the studio. Um and you know one of the things we spoke about is it's like i don't know if i'm doing enough but i said no you are doing enough you you practically live in the studio however you do have to have that time where you have your downtime where you need to rest and we just we we discuss certain things like that i said if you're going through things it's just please let me know and i can take over even if it means like posting and stuff like that and that's what another that's what a manager is supposed to do is to alleviate the artist of some of these duties and a lot of these duties focus on your craft and let me handle the logistics of it all the outside factors and whatever just focus on being an artist but when the pressure starts to feel overwhelming and you start to feel burnout you start to feel tired then I'd be that person to be like okay let's take a break and then we'll revisit when you're ready to go and I'll be checking in on them whenever weekly just to give them that space because I know how it is and how it can be mm-hmm. so you just mentioned like how often do you communicate with your artists like do you have like a weekly meetings or we talk every we've been talking every day since we started or every yeah near enough every day but we have mm-hmm. a meeting every week once a week we have a meeting face to face and we discuss action plan of actions and then we come to the next meeting and i tick off did i do this did i do that because every meeting i've got homework to do i've got something to do something to research people Mm -hmm. to contact and things of that nature so yeah weekly meetings and we talk on whatsapp near enough every day Mm -hmm. no yeah i think it's it's really great that i mean you're keeping each other like accountable to to check up also on on the work that's been done and like not been done ever just keep moving forward like it just really needs to reflect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so um could you tell me just like what about maybe about your artist or about yourself? Uh, you already mentioned like like you know possibly creating different social media like joining the label anything else that we should like look up look forward to and uh what you got yes. going on. 
Well, his name's New Styles, and that's at New Styles, S-T-Y-L-E-S-S. So it's got two S's, isn't it? Pardon me. Um, yeah, he his last albums, I would say, was like melodic trap. But he would like to, we, we discussed when we got together, him exploring more of his Nigerian roots. So we're making that slow transition into the Afro beat side of things, Afro swing kind of thing. So we've just been cooking up in the studio and getting him to do things like that. So we're trying, we're aiming to have a new EP out in the summer. I want to say, I don't want to say any dates yet, but we're saying the summer because we had quite a few bangs that he has made that are very, that I've got that summer vibe. So yeah, he's transitioning to Afrobeats. And because he's so versatile, he says that in the future, he just doesn't want to be boxed to one genre. And I said, that's fine, but you know, you don't want to confuse the people. So let's just keep it you know, consistent. And then when you get to a Kanye level, you or a Snoop Dogg level, you can go and sing with Katy Perry or then go and sing with Drake the next minute. So yeah. Yeah, I think this is really great time to kind of explore those Afrobeats because it just really blew yeah. up in the last year or two. So that's absolutely great. And do you have any tips for like new artists or maybe female, female managers, female artists, or or anyone that like wants to to get involved with more with music or any tips that you could leave for a new generation? <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Go for it, first and foremost. Do it. Um, always be willing to learn and develop. So would that mean, I don't know, this is boring, but books, audio books, YouTube videos, even watching interviews with other artist managers and take notes, take notes. That's what I do anyway. And watch, follow other artist managers, watch them. And or even if you don't want to be an artist manager or an A&R, watch these people follow these people network with these people even dm them even if they just leave you on scene try and reach out there's a lot of people i've emailed where i'd be like can i shadow you or would i be able to do this and they'll be like not at this time but please contact me in so and so months i've got a lot on so always reach out be bold and stand your ground when it comes to certain people underestimating you just because of your you being a woman um and just be confident in knowing that you can do it. So I'll just say be bold because I was before I was a bit, I would say, timid, like, oh, should I should I approach this person? Should I send this email? But now I just do it and I just don't care. Unapologetically, I just do it. And if I get rejected, it's fine. But I would say also to build a strong network of people in the industry, people who you trust and get yourself a mentor as well that's something that i've looked into and yeah i think it's something that could help you along the way if you do want to enter into the music industry and do this properly do you have any particular like books or channels or people that you follow that you like or like you think are really good to check out there's this um girl that i watched on youtube recently i forgot her name she's a she always drops like music management tips i watch a lot of quality controls material like the people who manage the migos um so coach k and p master p there's this book there's these books that i've got on my watch list um i don't want to come out of the app but it's music business and success i believe it's called 
the MBA, the music MBA that I've I've started to read. Um and um a lot of rooms on Clubhouse as well pertaining to music and networking. That's something that I pay close attention to. And my webinars and seminars, PRS have a lot of webinars that I attend. And Women in Control is also another platform that I attend where I've met multiple or connected with multiple women who are doing the same thing as me. Nice one. Yeah, that's really useful. I'm, I'm going to check some of those things out as well, possibly today. Yeah. yeah, I can send you all the links. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, we can also add it to the podcast if anyone wants to check out. But yeah, I... I think that's yeah there's definitely like education first and then we ha as long as we have internet we have so much access to it now and I feel in the pandemic there are so many people that started doing like virtual conferences and panels and and all sorts sorts of events that before we not necessarily could always find out about or or attend. Yeah, we have to adapt. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Any last words, any any last shout outs or or social media sites? Yes. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. Um, and I'd love you all to follow New Styles at, at New Styles on Instagram, N-E-W-S-T-Y-L-E-S-S. -S -S. And you can follow me at Crystal Clear LDN. Um, and for those who are looking to enter into the music industry, don't think about it, just do it and use all the resources and find all the information that you can and go to those events, go to those webinars and seminars answer those questions I mean ask those questions and just keep learning and putting yourself out there and just be willing to learn eternally all right thank you so so much and you're I'll, welcome I'll talk to you later then have a lovely rest of the day and you too bye, bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Females in the Mix podcast. Any feedback or request of topics to talk about, feel free to contact me on info at djtemi.com and don't forget to check out my website at djtemi.com.